You scared me. Yeah, sure I did. <laughs> Everyone's scared of Tiggers. Uh, who are you? I'm Pooh. Oh, Pooh. <laughs> sure. Uh, what's a Pooh? You're sitting on one. Hello, Internet Dwellers. Welcome back to Top Shelf Disney <laughs> Animation Studio Library. I'm Jeff. <laughs> and I'm TC. And that was TC. It, said, okay. it, it says a lot. It says a lot about our personality types that those were the, the two that we went to. Exactly. I, yeah. it, 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 someone asked in the Facebook page, and we're jumping straight to a comment, like what our, who our favorite character was. But I think the better question is, who do we relate to more? And the Eeyore. simple fact that you <laughs> you went straight to Eeyore for that, <laughs> and I count, I countered with Tigger. I think that says a whole heck of a lot, heck of a lot about our personalities. <laughs> but you know what? I can see it. Though I can, and I'm not gonna lie. While watching this movie, and we'll, we'll get back to the full introduction in a second here. Yeah, while yeah. watching this movie, I did see a little bit of you in Rabbit. Uh, well, there's that. <laughs> just a little, and I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it was, but I'm watching it going. Well, that's kind of TC. <laughs> it, might, it, it might be my, like, I get into a very strange mode when I'm directing. And I Maybe think, that's it. And I think it's more like that. Like, I I even have, I could do a montage of photos of my director pose. It's I cross my arms in front of my chest, and I touch my chin with my, and I rub my chin. It's it's so annoying. Like, <laughs> it's not annoying. It's super obvious is what it is. So what you're saying is you are represented by uh, Tigger, Mm-hmm. And rabbit. And rabbit, yeah. I feel that I am Eeyore and Pooh. <laughs> that is who I am. There we go. Well, that's the... the <laughs> thank everyone for coming back to the show Thanks, and listening to uh, us. Thanks for noticing us. I am TC, and of course I have my buddy over here. Hey, hi, I'm the buddy. It's What's Jeff. up, everybody? It's Jeff. Welcome back to the show. Thanks again, as TC already said. Thanks for coming back. And uh, as we've already said, and as the title of this episode is, we watched the 1977 film, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yes, top shelf and animation Disney studio de- podcast on Ghost Hat Walt Disney presents the library films, cartoons. <laughs> What happened? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> just in case anyone wasn't clear about what we were doing, uh, now good we're point. even less clear. Now they're even less clear. And the point is, by the end of this next hour, we want you to be even more confused. So <laughs> I am going to read six chapters from Ready Player One mm-hmm, while TC mm-hmm. does fart noises with his hands. <laughs> <laughs> So I had, Thanks I had for joining throw, everybody. I had to throw down whatever I was holding. I, so I, <laughs> I heard, yeah. <laughs> uh, but here we're back again. Another. This is movie number twenty-two. Is twenty-two. Right? Yes, it is yep. number and, twenty-two, and and it's the first of our two nineteen seventy-seven films. We have yes. another one next week's episode. Will be the other nineteen seventy-seven movie, the um, the rescuers, right? The Rescuers, cool. yep, which obviously we'll discuss a little bit more yes, yeah. at, by the end of the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Confusion. <laughs> we are just all over the place today. There's no structure. There's no format. Welcome to the real world. What, well, what we need to do is we need to take this randomness and structure it into chapters that we can easily narrate ourselves through from one piece to another very, very easily. You know, TC, that sounds very familiar, and I 
think that was done in today's in movie. In today's movie. <laughs> Ooh, I saw what you did there. Actually, so, I, that, you know, that's a really good point. I, 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 we had obviously, we, last week we had previously discussed the fact that obviously this was three different shorts that they combined together to make mm-hmm. a single film. Um, that it is a package movie. Uh, um, uh, hashtag those, package movie. Hashtag package film. Uh, <laughs> but that's, uh, that, and, and so I knew that going into it. So when I was watching it, I was trying to see how they were going to do it. Because the package movies in the past that we've watched don't really tend to have, not don't always tend to have a cohesive story to them. True. Uh, true. It tends to just be a lot of shorts, kind of just thrown together. We fade to black, we fade up on the next location, and here's we keep this, going. Here's this, here's that, yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, so how are they going to pull, you know, are they going to do that? Is it, or, or what What are they going to do? Um, and I was I was actually, I was kind of surprised of like, oh, they did nice little wraparounds and yeah. in-between moments if, and if, kept it going. If I didn't know that this was originally released in parts, I don't think I would have realized it. No, because you, you can't tell. Yeah, really. it's it's very seamlessly tied together. It was these three shorts. They tied them together with some new stuff in between, and they added a little segment at the end to wrap the whole thing up. Yep. And uh, this is great. This is based on A.A. Milne? 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 Milne. <laughs> how do you say that? I was going to see how I was going to see how many. Um, I don't know. I, Wait, I, you know what? It's I, M-I-L-N-E. Here, I wrote it down. So, I wrote it down. Oh, here, I got this audio thing. Milne. It's Milne. Milne? Milne? Okay. There you go. Uh, I don't know how to say his name. He's English, okay? I don't... It's quite British. (laughs) Yes, he's he's very... uh, Bond, how British am I? Sorry. (laughs) That one was just for Colin. (laughs) (laughs) So, A.A.M.I. Milne is the author of this children's book series, which is based on on his son, who was Christopher Robin. Christopher Christopher Robin Milne was his son, and he developed this book series based on his son and his toys, which were Winnie the Pooh, the, the, the bear, Piglet, Tigger, the, the whole gang. And uh, this isn't the first Disney movie we've seen inspired by tr- uh, an author telling stories to kids, because that's what Peter Pan is. J.M. Barry told stories to the Darling children right. and adapted that into the Peter Pan that we know and love, or, right? Or, or, or it's not. The, it's also not the first uh, one of these Disney films that we've watched that is based upon actual things. You know, like or well, I guess okay. So he Winnie the Pooh was based upon stories that he told his kid. Right. But like, uh, what was it? 101 Dalmatians was based on like a semi-true story, mm-hmm. um, I believe. So we we've had a couple that are you know they're not all fictitious works. They're all kind of based on real things, or some of them have been based on real things that have happened. Continue. Yeah, yeah certainly, <laughs> uh, and. Jeff, let's let's discuss the way that this we hinted at already. The way this is broken up with the chapters, with the book opening up, we, we live action book opening, live action <laughs> book opening, and live action room. There was much more to this yeah. than we've seen previously. Now, last week we discussed how they they took the opening the book and having the right written word, and then uh, Alan Adale, the rooster takes over and says, "Now let me tell you the story," mm-hmm. and he he turns what is a very standard opening to an animated Disney movie and, and made it its own. This goes even further into that. This thing has got so much meta to it because the narrator is a character that the, the, that Pooh and Tigger interact with. Right. Like, speak to him. The, the narrator even saves Tigger from the tree he's stuck <laughs> By in. By turning the book <laughs> sideways for him. Yeah. <laughs> we get to see the pages turning uh, to transition from location to location. Sometimes... 
the characters will jump between pages. Yep. That's I, I love and I love like like I'll talk from the bottom of page twenty four all the way to the pot the top of page twenty nine. I like I yeah. and they're, they're flipping through the pages. Like I love I love that. I I so I've seen bits and pieces of two of these stories. Okay, so you, this is the first time watching your first time watching the entire thing. Right, but like I know, like I know I I have seen Pooh getting stuck in. You know, rabbit's hole. I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. I I I know the songs. I have I I have seen at least, and I know parts from the the second story, the the, the blustering wind, blustery day, uh, yeah. blustery day, and uh, like I know I've seen that. The third one, little uncertain about that one, but but even even having seen those, I just I I never knew of this whole narrator them talking to the narrator and laughing and Pooh getting sad you know being like like oh do we can we just go back to page one and do yeah, it all over again it's yeah. like well you're in the next one so it's okay okay let's go that like that whole okay. <laughs> yeah like that whole I I never knew that was a thing in this movie and I got yeah. so excited I was just loving it I the structure of this is so unique and it works so well this this movie is so cute oh, and sweet and I, I couldn't help but smile through the whole damn thing. It's a it has the tenderness and the charm of what we see in the lighter fare of Pixar, where it's yep. it's just nice. Yep, it's it's nice and it's it's animated very well. Like a first off, the so we always usually talk about this. The the backgrounds look gorgeous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really love them. They've nailed the like inked painted background of a kid's like fairy tale book yeah and, and they they went out of their way to uh they used black ink to outline stuff so that it, it would even jump off more like the original artist's work from the storybooks mm-hmm. and like i i love the way that excuse me i love the way that uh that 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 they animated poo Winnie the Pooh is just is there's something about what they and I was trying to I was trying to nail it down the entire time I was watching I was trying to figure out what it was but there is I still can't quite put it to words so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to work <laughs> it out here uh, but there's something about like the way he he just moves the way that they animated his facial expressions and the way that he like he points is just so dang cute cuz yeah, like when he, he, you know he's like i'm going to go up there and he kind of <laughs> leans back and the way his hand points out i'm just like he is so cute and the way he falls yeah boink where boink, he, yeah, and and boink. he just kind of like goes stiff and, well, and he just kind of bounces has, I love he it. has doll physics he's a doll like his he rips his seam and reties it he can only move his arms though he is more articulated than a, a stuffed animal would be right. but he even when he's doing his exercise in the morning he turns his head around because he's just a doll so he has right. that, that ability which there's a question for you now this is me being nitpicky but i'm legitimately trying to i was trying to figure this out mm-hmm. is is it, Pooh is not the only doll Right, right. They all the all the creatures that we see. Um, so, Pooh, Piglet, Owl, Eeyore, Rabbits, Kanga, uh, Roo, and Tigger are all dolls in Christopher Robin's toy room in his bedroom. The only the only character that isn't a doll in his room is Gopher. Right. Which okay, because it was kind of weird. I was trying to figure it out because like Owl, like like Pooh, obviously does look like an animal, like a stuffed bear. Mm-hmm. You know, and Eeyore does have 
like a stuffed animal physics, so does technically Tigger. You could argue that because the whole like his tails are made out of springs and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Um, but like, and I maybe maybe Kanga and Rue kind of come off a little bit dollish, but like Owl and Rabbit looked more quote unquote real, yeah. you know, as real as the world could be. But I never, I didn't quite know if they were all supposed to. Yeah, and I saw, like, obviously all the dolls are in the room in, mm-hmm. in the beginning. And, like, I know that it's based upon actual dolls. And I was trying to figure out just were they all dolls in Christopher Robin's world, you know, that this 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 100-acre woods is actually, you know, just him. That's it, obviously, it's his imagination in his world, in his yeah, playroom. Yeah. You, you, uh, you ask a fair question there of why why is Rabbit and Owl the most realistically represented? Right. right. I want... I wonder if that could be their personalities, you know, in a sense, are the most adult. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, no, I guess Kanga is a mother. She doesn't have much in this movie to represent more than just the fact that she's Rue's mom. We don't get a lot of information about her. But Rabbit and Owl have the more mature personalities, I guess. And you look right. at the silliness of the other characters. So by being more mature and more adult... Thus, they're imagined more realistic? Question mark. <laughs> that I could see. I could buy that. I could buy it because because they're, they're the ones like like Owl. Owl's just sleeping and he's just kind of doing his job. And <laughs> and Rabbit just wants to be alone. Right. You know, just wants to live his life by himself. And those two, those two, those are two very, uh, very mature personality, mm-hmm. like. Not features, but personality types. That, right, that, and uh, Owl going on and on about, well, back in my day, let me tell you right. a story about this. It's very, like, an old guy rambling on. <laughs> right, exactly. Whereas, obviously, like, like Eeyore comes across as maybe he's a... Uh, He's like a tease. Like he, I, I would, I would relate him to being like a teenager because he's like a moody teenager. He's the original he's just, emo. He's the yeah. He's the original guy. emo. Just like <laughs> I don't want. I'm not good enough. Whatever. I'm not gonna do it. You know, and that's why he he has a little bit more level of maturity, and he's the one that will go find Owl his new house. Found because it's like for all you. right, fine. Your name's and it was, on the sign. <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't even a real house. He took some. He took who? What he took? Uh, Piglets. He took Piglets' house. house. It's like what, oh, dude? Poor, poor Piglet. <laughs> oh, Piglet, so <laughs> makes me so sad. <laughs> oh, but Piglet. Oh, I, I need to make a correction from last week. I credited um, Sexton the Mouse from Robin Hood as Sterling Holloway. It wasn't Sterling Holloway. It was the voice of Piglet. Sterling Holloway is the voice of Winnie the Pooh, though. Yes, and just to point out real quick, this is the last time we will be seeing Sterling Holloway. Uh, fare thee well. I, I, I feel like. We didn't get enough of him. For as, I know. For as unique as his voice is and how much we were like, ah, he's in everything. He's in everything. He wasn't in as much as I remembered. Right. Yeah, because this is the last one because he only did like two or three more little projects mm-hmm. uh, after this, but none of them were for Disney. Now, he does have a credit for a 1982 episode of Winnie the Pooh or like a short that got released, but uh, yeah. that's I think it's a re... I think it's I think it's actually like a rehash kind of of part of this oh, okay. something like that. So Just some, use some existing audio, yeah, right? Makes... But after this, uh, the voice of Winnie the Pooh went to um, went to two well went to one other actor for mm-hmm. a very short time before it eventually became Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings, and he's also Tigger, and he's yep. Jim Cummings is everything. <laughs> we I was gonna say we're starting to reach that era where voices are now gonna change because this is the last of a lot of very familiar Disney voices oh, in the yeah, movies yeah. that we've watched. Um, and then after this is when we start hitting that era of well, there's these new actors, there's 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 these young new up and coming voice actors that will just mm-hmm. 
stay forever. Like again, Jim Cummings took over Winnie the Pooh, I think, in 1983 that, that or something. Got so many Disney voices to his credit. Oh, there's one credit we're gonna get to down the road that you you won't even believe. You won't I, even believe it, Jeff. I will not believe it. And and since we we do have some of these actors like Sterling Holloway who are standards or um, uh, Harris uh, Baloo the Bear and Thomas O'Malley Phil Harris, mm. um, there is someone in the modern day uh, voice acting that we will get to hear a lot of, which is Alan Tudyk, <gasps> who's been in every Disney animated movie for the past four or five at least. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to start noticing them. You know, speaking but, of voices and yeah. another very another familiar well, not maybe not familiar voice, but familiar actor that I never knew until watching the opening credits and then I had to look it up. Uh Clint Howard does the voice of Rue. Oh what? So Ron what? Howard's brother? Oh, I think and, you and, mean Clint Howard. You don't you don't have to qualify it. Everyone. <laughs> Just need for the three people out there that may not know who Clint Howard is. Well yeah, Clint Howard is Rue in two of the three shorts. Wow, that's amazing. Man, that's he, crazy. He was nine years old when he did the voice oh, of Rue. That's so, so great. I mean I mean at the point that this this came out, he was already a teenager. Yeah. Uh when this got made. But when the original shorts were released, mm-hmm. uh he was still a little kid. Yeah. And it's like I'm like I'm watching the opening credits and go, Clint Howard Clint Howard, no way. That, that can't be the same Clint Howard. Well, the, and yeah, sure enough it this was. This is perfectly cast. The voice acting in this movie is so perfectly cast. Uh everyone's voice just fits so perfectly with their character yep. and it, and you though we this, well though Walt wasn't alive when this was released he was involved in the the process of the three shorts so we do have this another another final glimpse at the hand of Walt Disney in in the involvement of one of these films right Right. Yeah, because the first two, uh, so the first two shorts, because technically they, uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, so that's mm-hmm. the first one we see, and then Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day is the second one. Those were the two that were made before, uh, uh, the first one, or the Honey Tree one was made prior to Walt's death. Yeah. Uh, the Blustery Day, I think he had already, like, was already in production, I think, um, technically, or when, when, when Walt was, so he, but he had already, yeah, he definitely had already had a hand in the in the making of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so he okay, he died in 66. So so Honey Tree it was already in production. He had already signed off on it. Blustery Day he had had a hand in it. It was Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2, the last one that that did not have uh any involvement in Walt, but hmm. uh, it's so weird that, you know, like 11 years after his death there was still a movie that got released that he, he had a, yeah. he had his hand in, you know. Yeah, and occasionally there will be something that Disney will do that that Walt postmortem gets to post posthumoniously gets to to work on, such as the the short with Mickey that was before Frozen, where it goes from the two D classic Mickey Steamboat Willie style to the three D version. Mm-hmm. That's Walt doing the voice of Mickey. <laughs> oh, it's oh man, I never realized that. Yeah. Minnie, <laughs> that's so weird, but so cool. Like, see, yeah. like it's so it's so fascinating to think that there is still little pieces of works like that or there's still concepts because obviously obviously the man ran a business there's Mm -hmm. so many projects that they started working on and they shelved and they just kind of put away or they got changed into other things but it's still crazy to think that there could there's still potentially work out there of stuff that well they started this yeah it's never we never finished it but that walt walt was involved in the making of this Mm -hmm. and that they could still in the future go back to it someday and be like yeah let's really let's finish this up and release it and walt (laughs) would have a producer credit on it you know like or something like that yeah like it's so weird to think that 
And and his his presence in a way, his decision making, I feel, is reflected in this film because there is there is a there is a uniqueness about this film that that sets it above Robin Hood and Aristocats that feels more like this is classic Disney. This yes, this, and this movie has so many cute little moments, like the sound of Pooh's stomach growling or the way <laughs> he interacts with his reflection in the mirror. I know. <laughs> Oh, I loved that so much. And there's like there's lots of little um excuse me, there's lots of little like voice uh ticks or little like lip smacks that Sterling Holloway yeah. <laughs> did as Pooh that I I'm like that's a great little piece. That's a little thing that's thrown in there that I don't know if that was a direction given or if that was just Sterling Holloway doing the voice. Like becoming, I don't know becoming the character. Right. But there's definitely just there's lots of little things. I agree. There's lots of little things that just makes me, ah, <laughs> oh, just made me so happy. <laughs> yeah, the, there, there's a couple jokes that I couldn't help but laugh out loud for, like when when Tigger comes in, like, "Huh, it's me. It's, hi, I'm Tigger." Like he always has to introduce himself. Yep. And he's like, "I'm the only one." And Pooh's like, "Well, what about him?" And he sees his own reflection. He's like, "Oh, who that imposter?" And he <laughs> then he gets he growls at it and he gets scared and he goes on the table and he's like, "Are they gone?" All oh, oh. but the tail, and then the tail gets sucked under the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's gone now too. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, it's, uh, it's so a, good. It's so cute. I, I, I. So I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have a ton of notes to talk about uh, for this movie because I found myself about, um, about uh, right after the first story ended, and we just got into the second one. Mm-hmm. I found myself just watching the movie. That's. I think that's a good sign when. I, oftentimes I won't be able to do a lot of notes because I don't want to look away. And then right. then I look at my notes after the fact. I'm like, what the hell was I writing here? It's because I was <laughs> trying to get back to watching the movie. Right. <laughs> and this movie just definitely, I I guess is kind of spoiling my end thoughts regarding the film. But I honestly just, it, it was so enjoyable. It was so entertaining and so cute. And I, I really enjoyed myself watching this film that I could not look away from it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, obviously we're we're both praising this movie, it, but uh, let me look at let me look at my some of my other notes here. So something that was brought up in our comment section on the Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Top Shelf Pod, is the heffalumps and woozles section, which is yes. I, I, oh my, what is with Disney and making weird, <laughs> trippy musical sequences with elephants? Someone, someone was a fan of the elephant, pink elephants on parade because it was so reminiscent of that. And to yes. be honest, that's my the heffalumps and woozles section is my least favorite portion of the entire film. So okay, so then right there, that that does bring you back to one of the questions that I did have written down. Out of the three segments, which one was your favorite? So we have the honey tree where he's trying mm-hmm. to get the honey from the bees, and he make, makes the rain cloud tut tut looks like rain. Then the second one is the blustery day where Piglet gets flown away, and and the rainstorm, and, and they all get washed away. Yep. And then the third one is. Uh, What's the third one? Is the it third the one was Tigger, the snow one, where, where the t- they're oh, trying to lose. And he's stuck in the tree. Yep, and then he's stuck in the tree. I think the first one's my favorite of the three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because what I found was that the third one with Tigger, while it was still enjoyable, and it, and it had the moment of, like, the narrator, like, helping Tigger out of the tree by which turning the great, book. And, which Like, great. I loved that. Yeah. That one felt a little too long to me. Like, it felt just like, mm-hmm. okay, can we, like, okay. Like, it was still enjoyable, but it was it just didn't quite feel... 
up to par with the other two. Now, again, it was produced a lot later than the other two. The other one was 66 mm-hmm. and 68. This this last one was 74. But at the same time, it just, like, I don't know. There was there was a thing, like, I didn't like Rabbit. I didn't like his character. Rabbit was, was like, yeah, he's he kind was, of a jerk in yeah, the entire thing. In, in, the, in the first one where he is in the house and he's go at his wit's end with Pooh being stuck in, his, in the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And in the second one... Well, he's just more of a jerk in that third one. Like, yep. yeah, no, 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 you promised. You promised. You said, yeah. I heard you. I heard you. He, he comes off a little more malicious. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was just kind of, it, 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 and I don't know if it was because, like, Pooh and them sort of took us, like, a backseat to another character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, there, it is an ensemble film, like, our shorts, they, they are very much an ensemble, but at the end of the day, Pooh is the main character. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, in that last one, it felt more like, well, obviously it was called and Tigger too, but it was felt like the focus was more on Tigger and Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those characters, in my opinion, are great characters in small dosages. Yeah, they're good supporting characters. Well, right. Rab- Rabbit in particular works as a, a poor straight man. That poor yes. Rabbit. I, I do feel for him. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to be left alone and to be able to eat his food or live in his house. Without some big fat bear getting in there and <laughs> or, eating or all of his honey, Tigger showing up and destroying his garden. I, I know. <laughs> I don't know if I I totally feel I am like Rabbit. No, and I, I'm not saying like he's you. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I just I, there was something about him, and in just specifically just that first segment. And I think it is going back to what you were saying. I think it was like his poses mm-hmm. because I've definitely seen you. <laughs> Stand like that, and maybe that's what made me realize, like, oh, he is kind of like TC. Yeah, it's the, not for the not for the, like the neuroticness or just the anger or the malicious. I don't, th- I don't think I'm a mean guy. I don't really root uh, for people to uh, to get stuck up trees. TC, we uh, we do have an intervention coming oh, up next man, week. Again? I wasn't supposed to tell you. I'm sorry. Don't tell them I told you. All right, it's, it's not going to be good. First, first. Wait, is it for? <laughs> wait a minute. Is this intervention for me? What? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I'm a really nice guy, Jeff. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where we let out all of our aggressions and personal mm-hmm, feelings mm-hmm, for you, yeah. the listeners, to listen to. Uh, another joke I wrote down that made me crack up is the gopher handing the business card. I'm not in the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. That, oh, my God. I just got it. That I just got that joke. No, I, got the, I thought it was funny because he was handing a, 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 a business card. But he literally isn't in the books. <laughs> That's hilarious. I oh my god! I feel I I don't feel dumb oh. right now. I feel happy that I that that struck me. That is that is a that's kind. That's one of those jokes that. That just flew over my head too. That I didn't is, make that connection. I I just thought it was funny that he was handing a business card because and then walking away and like call me. I'm not in the book. He's not in the book. That is so good. That is so great. That's so great. <laughs> More of that meta humor. See, no, that yeah. is that is that is humor that I I know it's not an original concept. I know you know being like have there 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 being characters that are aware that they are in a book or, mm-hmm. or, or something along those lines. I are like in a play. Like I know that's not a new thing, right. but in my head, I always felt like it was a newer adapted concept. Like just in like the last maybe 15 years or so yeah, well, that it, it being something, but so it's been, it's being used so effectively in things like community or Rick and Morty or other mm-hmm. things by Dan Harmon, apparently, <laughs> but the, the concept of, of breaking that fourth wall, surely. I mean, Shakespeare, he, 
Greek tragedies, the the awareness of being in a story is right. nothing new. But, well, and I guess movies like my, like Mel Brooks movies did it, and those were back in the yeah. late '60s, early '70s too. So, but when it's done so effectively, that's what makes it so damn good because right. it can be it can be dumb. Uh, a good example of it being used poorly, if if I may pull this reference, mm-hmm. is Ducky at the end of Pretty in Pink, where he or is it Sixteen Candles? <laughs> I always get those two mixed oh, no. up. Honestly, my John Hughes, my John Hughes knowledge going to test here, but where he ends <laughs> the movie by looking at the camera and. It doesn't work. It's like, what? where did that come from? That This hasn't been in the whole movie here. Right. But like a character like Ferris Bueller, where it's from like the get-go of the movie, you know, more or less of the movie where he talks to the audience. Yes, that's that's his That's different. Power. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then we're establishing that concept immediately, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, so this is just, this is, okay, that this is what this movie's going to be. Mm-hmm. But to randomly throw a character looking at the camera near the end it's just such a it, it that pulls me out of the movie right because it, it's just done poorly it's like so oh when, you didn't know how to else end this right it's pretty in pink those of you typing in the comments i looked it up but <laughs> delete those comments guys when, delete those comments when it's done so effectively such as it is in winnie the pooh here yeah it's it's nice it's amazing it's it makes it that much better when it's done so well that meta humor it might not be what it was called back then it might have mm-hmm. just been called breaking the fourth wall but and and obviously it wasn't the first time in animation because the the like looney tunes had done it years prior with mm-hmm. bugs bunny and daffy duck especially oh, seriously my still my favorite one is the one where daffy ends up like the, he's fighting with the artist the entire Duck-a-muck. time duck muck is the, the greatest easily, of looney tunes of all time <laughs> yep oh man is always funny it Sp- is always funny to speaking, me speaking of looney tunes what is it with pigs and speech impediments <laughs> it's um you know i don't know is it just like their look is it i think it's the nose i think <laughs> the, the, the nose the causes <laughs> speech impediments <laughs> it's just i it struck me as i was watching i was like what tc yeah. wait a minute what if piglet is yeah. the cousin or relative of porky oh my gosh crossover Wait, I think we just made the connection. Is Piglet anywhere in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> Ooh, good question. I actually don't know. I actually don't, I literally don't know if it's if Piglet is in anywhere. I, Probably, I if anything, in the finale. Honestly, so <laughs> like when it's just the it was just all the people, mm-hmm. it's like every uh, cartoon character ever. Yes. Uh, well, anyhow, uh, let's see. I got the elephants on parade here. Okay. Um, the the idea of the. These are childhood toys more or less coming to life in the imagination of Christopher Robin. And from a different perspective, it is similar to Toy Story, I think. Just in just in a very, very, very loosely similar in just that it's these toys coming to life. But instead of seeing toys coming to life in the real world, we're seeing toys come to life through the imagination of Christopher Robin. And where Toy Story with Buzz Lightyear showing up and Woody being jealous and there's much more of a rivalry. There is no true rivalry in Winnie the Pooh here. It's much sweeter and more innocent. Yes, Rabbit is out of his mind about Pooh and Tigger, but... (laughs) True, but yeah, that is a really good point. And I did realize that about about two-thirds of the way through the movie, I'm like, there's no villain in this movie. And like there's there's yeah. no bad guy. Like not even not even like the closest thing you get to a bad guy, I guess, like you said, would be Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Or is the fact that Christopher Robin has to go back to school. 
<laughs> like so he then to, yeah, he's he has to grow leave. up. He has to grow yeah. up and go go off and stop. He can't do nothing anymore. Right. He has to do less of that. And like that, I guess so. Time is the villain in this movie, guys. <laughs> Let's get really deep and uh, and 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 deep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think the movie suffers for it. I don't think no. it suffers for it at all. And the fact that it so masterfully tells these stories without a true antagonist is is a credit more isn't even a better a, a, a more of a credit to the film. There's a movie we're going to be watching in the future that I feel suffers greatly because of a lack of a villain. So Ooh. much so that I, I I'm ready to have a pretty deep conversation about that very aspect. I'm excited. <laughs> well, how how far away is this movie that we're going to be watching? I won't say because that oh. might give information. Uh, mm. But the Tricky. fact that okay. there's no, I didn't even, it didn't even. You're right. I, I didn't even think of that. That there is no true villain in this. There's because because so many of the movies that we watch and and have always just at least have something of a villain. You know, Jungle Book. It being was it? Sorry, is it? It was a Ka. Yeah, uh, Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Like even though he doesn't show up for the first forty five minutes, and he's really only in it for ten before he gets his butt kicked and he runs away like a little baby um <laughs> i can i still don't care for that movie tc can you tell <laughs> i can no, tell uh, <laughs> i can tell it's fine but uh even with a movie like that there was still a villain there was still the presence of a bad guy in that movie mm-hmm. despite it not actually having the bad guy this now again i think the reason why there's not necessarily a bad guy quote-unquote in in these movies is because they were three shorts you're not going to establish a villain by using three separate short stories that you just stitched together. Yeah, typically uh, shorts are circumstantial. What are right. the circumstances and get from point A to point B. And if you really wanted to get nitpicky and, and you wanted to call out a villain in all three of them, the, I guess the bees are technically the villain in the first <laughs> yeah, one. That would be the, the antagonist to Pooh, yeah. <laughs> right. The weather is kind of the villain in, in the two, sequel yep. in two. And then I guess technically Rabbit is the bad guy in the third one. Or Heights. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, heights. There you go. We got to we got we to stick with like intangible things, right, I right. guess. <laughs> but either way, you know, you said you made it. You you said it the best. Like we, even without a villain, in these this this was still enjoyable. I didn't I didn't feel like it was missing. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like oh man, this that story would have been so much better if there was a bad guy that they were trying to defend somebody from. I don't I don't I don't even know what they would do with it. Yeah, you know. But it, it still was. It still was a very cute, very enjoyable movie. TC. I would. To, I would one hundred percent sit any child down to watch this. And oh, yeah. and even even more than that, I would I would offer this up to anyone who needs a pick me up, someone who needs just a sweet smile on their face, even if if even if you're having a bad day or you're or you're you are Eeyore, <laughs> and you need something to even crack a smile on your face. There's such an inherent sweetness in this movie. You would have to be some cold-hearted monster not to at least find something sweet, even even if it's simply like Pooh looked at his Pooh clock, right? Like even that pun. <laughs> He's got a tiny little version of him that comes out that says Pooh. <laughs> I love that so yeah. much. Or or the fact that there's 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 oh. eleven songs in this movie. <laughs> like, yes, this is the most songs we've seen outside of Fantasia. There's something for everyone in this i i think i could i could see a, a real tough manly man i like michael bay movies and roland emmerich and and uh, the raid and r-rated bloody violence score yeah that, that movie's not going to appeal to a person right. like that not in the grand scheme of things but i think that if you're 
if your heart is anywhere towards sentimentality or even a little bit of nostalgia for your younger years, and more so if you really are one of those people who flashes back, that last little piece, that the epilogue with with Christopher Robin saying, I won't be able to do nothing anymore, but that's my favorite thing to do. I have to grow up and go to school. Like there's, ah, I don't know, I, I 100% think this movie is worthy of sitting anyone down in front of and saying, sitting down in front of and saying, watch this. Yep. It, yeah. Because it's been a part of pop culture for 40 years, over 40 years at this point, almost what, almost 50 technically, if the first one went back to 66, so over 50 years. So anybody who is at least 50 years old now has Winnie the Pooh in their childhood. Yeah, my my niece, my brother's first daughter, they themed her entire, you know, like when you have have a kid, you give it like, oh, this is going to be a space theme or this is going to be a superhero theme. Her theme was all Winnie the Pooh and yep. the uh, she has all this original replica stuff animals not the Disney that she does have the Disney version stuff as stuff as well but the the AA mile mile Milne <laughs> those Jeff insert TC's saying of it here from earlier <laughs> bleep <laughs> totally seamless yeah would, would you you would you stick kids down in front of this way oh I would I would because I think it's it's and, and there is there is there is definitely an age for the kids mm-hmm. um i feel like if you get older you will come back to it and have that recollection of your childhood so but there so so you'll you'll enjoy it again i, I wouldn't i don't think kids over the age of like 10 would enjoy uh, it yeah preteens, especially right. once you hit those angsty teenage years the most you're going to get out of them is like i totally relate to eeyore <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and, but but as a kid like my youngest niece she's she's gonna be seven this year oh my goodness that makes me feel old um <laughs> Um, My nephew just turned 18. I keep (sighs) thinking of him (laughs) as the little kid. (laughs) (laughs) They'll always be the little kid to you, TC. Yeah, yeah. But no, this, this, I I, like, she, she, my my youngest niece, she would totally, she totally watched this. She'd get a kick out of it. Actually, my older niece might as well, for that matter. I can't say that. And she's going to, she's 10. Um, It's still, it's, it's one of those movies that is silly, is goofy, but then when you get older, you you know, there's a lot of those meta jokes. I don't think the young kids would get the whole oh, popping yeah. out of the book and, you know, <laughs> sliding down the letters. And the, my, my line that I said earlier, the whole, like, he talked from the bottom of 24 to the top of 29. Like, yeah. I, don't think the, I don't think a little kid would understand that joke. But it's the that's the, again, like you said, because this is what I do. I repeat everything you say. Um, <laughs> whereas, like, it's a very modern Pixar film. Pixar would do that sort of thing. It's the it's the jokes that are for kids, and then the jokes that are for the parents with the kids or the yeah. adults with the kids. I, I had someone ask us. I, I don't remember if I brought this up last week. It was the it was uh, a tweet that I had gotten about. Do you qualify some of these movies as kids movies, or do you qualify them as family movies? And there is a difference there. I think that family films are have something for the whole family. I know that that seems logical, and I, maybe I'm I'm saying unnecessary, very redundant, unnecessary things. You see, what I, I said the word redundant, and then I also said unnecessary, which in itself was redundant. <laughs> that that a family film will have the flashing, colorful characters and the 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 tiggers bouncing around and doing the funny voice. <laughs> and right, <laughs> but it'll have the a family film will have jokes that are going to go right over a kid's head. That's the parents can enjoy and and the best family films which Pixar offers up which a lot of Disney movies offer up aren't crude and they don't go for the low hanging fruits 
like a lot of the fart jokes that you get in something like Minions or Shrek or, or Shrek, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but a kids movie isn't going to have those jokes for for the whole family. Right. A, a, a child, like a kids movie, something for specifically kids. Then then you're looking at something like. Um, Peppa Pig, I think, would be, if you even know who that is, uh, it, Peppa Pig would be uh, toddler stuff, stuff you'd find okay. on PBS with, like, Super Y. Right. And, and the one with the, the hamsters, like, uh, uh, oh, man. Super I used Adventure to know. Team, whatever. Yeah, but, I used to know what it was. My nieces used to watch it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I think that Disney, I don't, in our entire library we've watched so far, I don't think there are any kids' movies. I think everything we've seen has been family films. Because there's nothing that has that, oh, this is something that only a kid would get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, That's I'm, a good point. I'm curious to see if any of the ones we watch in the future fall into that category. But uh, we, I, there's uh, some that I can't remember very well that I'm like, man, that might be bad, and that's why I don't remember it. <laughs> right. Which, but, and and I'm, I'm, I'm worried that we won't see any that aren't for families mm-hmm. uh, just, just because of the era that we're going to start hitting, that we're, we're, we're definitely hitting kind of the Disney Dark Ages, as yeah, we discussed as, before, right. and before that new renaissance hits in the late 80s. And then from there on out, it's kind of just, it's, Except for a little bit of time there in the in the mid to late '90s, it's kind of all all uphill from there mm-hmm. for for the movies. It just kind of keep it just stays that momentum and keeps going. And I don't really think that there are anything that's that's kid only or a kid a considered to be a kid movie. Now, granted, I do know we there is a sequel to Winnie the Pooh here that we will be watching. Yes, that's um, right. Way down the line, when is that? That's that's fifty one. Fifty one. Okay, yeah. that is uh, it is a sequel. Technically, like kind of to these, or like a follow up to this. Yeah, so a, I, I don't know. One. Yeah, I don't know what happens in that. I've never seen that one. I remember <laughs> it coming out, but I've never seen it. So well, I hope you like Zoe Deschanel. Oh, what does she? Does she? Does she does? Does she do things? She does the music for it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, well, right, well, we'll I, see. <laughs> it's it's quite apt that this movie ends the way it does. That it ends with Christopher Robin saying. Will you still come back here? Will you still have these memories and these adventures with me? At least remember them, uh, because the way this closes, the way that this this movie ends, is th- we are closing a chapter on Disney. We keep talking about it. Di- Walt has passed away. This is the end of an era. We're entering the dark ages. But mm-hmm. this is it right here. We are going to see a very significant shift in the maturity of these films and the content of these films and the themes of these films. Right off with next next. Um, weeks the rescuers which deals mm-hmm. with child kidnapping like this is we are shift we are growing up christopher robin and Pooh ended the era very very appropriately with the end of the many adventures of winnie the pooh here so then the question is is that that, that has to have been an a a a planned decision to yeah. me it, it feels like because of because of the fact that this like based upon the structure of, of the release schedules of the Disney movies, I mean, mm-hmm. we had uh, let's just go back a little bit here. So, like, The Jungle Book was uh, sixty-seven, Aristocrats, Aristocats was seventy, Robin Hood was seventy-three. So we're hitting like every every three years or so, mm-hmm. and then we went Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh in, in March of seventy-seven, and then The Rescuers in June of seventy-seven. We there was wow, a that's first so off, close. Yeah, there was a four-year gap between 
this and the previous Disney movie, which still felt very classic Disney E. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously this still feels very Disney. But for what I know, obviously, like you just said, for what I know of the rescuers, we it definitely it. You were right. It feels like a definite shift in tonal quality. Yeah. Um, and that I wonder if this wasn't a okay. Maybe maybe the rescuers was going to be ready a little sooner. Maybe it was supposed to be a 76, but they're like, no, wait, we need a little more time on that. Also, maybe we should do this Winnie the Pooh as one last farewell. Like, I wonder if that was a conscious decision from the people to go, we need a sign-off from classic Disney, even if it's subcon. And again, we might be looking too deep into this. Yeah, we we might be, but at the same time, it's apt. It does. It it fits. This feels, it feels right. And um, yeah, I, I guess the, when I, consider where we were and and where we're going where does this rank in all the movies we watched so far? <laughs> you got me you know one of these times dc i am just going to start the episode and yeah. ask and you just immediately. Ask you. <laughs> <laughs> well actually come to think of it i will keep asking you this entire 10 we're watching here Beauty and the beast is still looking like number one i mm-hmm. I, I don't sense from your reaction though I think I can predict where you're going to place this based on yes. based on Robin Hood and now this. <laughs> TC, it's not a big surprise. So now, mm-hmm. as I said last week, yes, more than likely, Beauty and the Beast <laughs> will be number one, but I'm not going to put it there I'm, quite yet. I'm just emotionally preparing myself uh, because I, I would like to be surprised. <laughs> yes, wouldn't you? I, I'm, I'm, I, uh, TC, the... You, everybody will know the day that it, it has been dethroned because the episode will start off in a very different way. <laughs> but so between, uh, between this and Robin Hood, go ahead and rank them. This is, this is a solid number one right now. Like, All right. absolutely solid. I would watch this movie quite a few times <laughs> again. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just right now, you know, obviously. Robin Hood was fine. I didn't mind it, but I just didn't. It's nothing compared to this one. Yeah, I loved this one. It like it, it everything that you said. It 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 made me feel warm inside. It made me kind of remember my childhood. It made me you know it made me laugh. It <laughs> genuinely kept my interest for the hour and fifteen minutes. And because I was I was worried there was a little bit of me that was like ah oh, it's Winnie the Pooh. It's gonna is it gonna be too kid? <laughs> you know is it gonna be too childish? And am I not gonna Am I not going to entertain or be entertained by it? Like I, I, I was legitimately concerned yeah. going into it, but then within 20 minutes, I was just like, "Nope, this is good. I'm enjoying all I'm of in. this," and it's so it was so solid, and I loved it to death. So it is it is a excuse me, it is a strong number one right now, I, and we'll yeah. probably stick around as number one for a little while. I guess it depends upon how amazing the rescuers are. Right, right. Uh, so sitting down to watch it, I anticipated Robin Hood to stay where it is. And even watching and getting to this point before we recorded, I still was, it was going to depend how this conversation goes. And I know you've done it to me, in, or I've done it to you in the past, so now you you can say you've returned the favor to oh, me. You've solidified oh. my decision on where to place this. And yeah, Winnie the Pooh is definitely my number one, Robin Hood my one. number two right now. Awesome. It's a, Awesome. I didn't, I didn't expect that. I honestly didn't. And we've, we've said it before, it's worth mentioning again, that oftentimes the how you what attitude what uh, mood you're in when you sit down to watch something can affect how you feel about it and 
I, I didn't have anything rough going on, so maybe <laughs> I was just happy to sit down and watch something fun. And I was going to say, I, I, was, I was very tired yesterday, uh, mm. just from... I went on a very long bike ride, but I was very tired, so I definitely came into it not like energetic and excited and happy. I was just like, all right, let's just watch the movie. And <laughs> as I usually do on a late Sunday, because I'm exhausted from the weekends, and I just, it grabbed my attention. And yeah. I'm glad that I was able to convince you to, so now we're tight. Now we're back we're to back having to, we're back the to, same yes. list, guys and gals. For now. We'll see. We'll see. For now. We'll see what uh, happens next week. It's so, it's a mystery. These next handful are just a mystery. Were there any uh, tropes that you noticed? I, I did write down one in case you didn't get it. There was well, so I had two technically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had one going into it, but then halfway through the episode, while we were recording, I wrote down a second one because I okay. realized what the other one was. Uh, number one, our live action opening. Mm-hmm. We have that trope. Mm-hmm. And number two, a single parent. Oh yeah, Kanga. I was Kanga thinking like, we no never husband. saw Robin's parents, but you're right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or you could argue. Missing parents for Christopher Robin because we don't know where his parents are. But <laughs> the fact that Kanga has a son, mm-hmm. right? Rue's a boy, right? Yes, yes, Rue's okay. a boy. Um, it's it's Rue's voiced by a, a British, I think British girl for the last one. That's what oh. kind of confused me a little bit. <laughs> and also, Clint Howard was too was so young that you could argue that voice could be a boy or a girl. So, uh, but Rue, yeah, but Rue's a boy. <laughs> with Rue, with Rue being Kanga's son, there's no Papa ah. Kanga thing mr so, kanga <laughs> mr kanga yeah. which also the gag that it's kanga and rue that's cute was just it i laughed at it as an adult <laughs> never got that as a kid really I oh my was, goodness i was an idiot <laughs> as a child apparently you know kids kids come up with the cutest names for the dolls when, <laughs> when i was younger i had i had these two dolls i had this little she was a little dutch girl um she was like a she looked like a gnome she kind of had a, a david the gnome hat right okay and her name was bobby b-o-b-b-y like bobby brady and i had this other doll it was this little cute like this little boy in like a, a gold tuxedo and his name was goldie well when my and they were both fisher price dolls when i when they were given to me as a tiny t- kid i looked at the guy who was yellow and said mm-hmm. oh this is goldie and this is bobby and my and they my parents tried to tell me for ages no 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 bobby's the boy Goldie's the girl, and I would always counter with, and this is like four-year-old TC, saying, no, he's gold, so he's Goldie, and that makes her Bobby. (laughs) Which is completely sound logic. As an adult, I'll go, all right, yeah, that makes sense. sense. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So so the the single, old anecdote from my history there <laughs> i like that i like that we need see well i usually talk about stupid things in the not stupid thing that wasn't stupid that's not okay i'm gonna stop talking <laughs> oh go back to my home. <laughs> <laughs> i do have another trope there was some yes. recycled animation in this we saw oh. the reeds once again <gasps> oh during the yes. blustery day the reeds were tilted over during the during the wind uh the wind blowing you and, know they that looked so familiar, but I couldn't figure out why. I thought yeah. maybe it was just because I remembered it from the short. Oh, <laughs> well, I feel stupid. There you go. <laughs> and, I, and I do believe somewhere there was a re- recycled use of Mowgli, a Mowgli cycle uh, in Christopher Robin, but I, don't, I couldn't spot it when it happened. The reads I saw right away, though. Yes, that totally makes sense. That <laughs> totally makes sense. So there is a theory, TC. Oh, okay. Uh, regarding Winnie the Pooh. Now I know, and I'm, 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 
I'm sure I mean, I'm pretty certain you know what this theory is. Uh, I know some of our listeners have probably stumbled across this theory because mm-hmm. it is kind of a popular theory yeah, uh, that has yeah. been developed up for regarding the characters of Winnie the Pooh and that each character represents a different mental disorder. Okay, yes, I have I have heard this. I have heard this theory, but please continue. So what we're going to do is we'll just we'll kind of go quickly through each one of them. So Winnie the Pooh basically has an eating disorder <laughs> and has attention deficit hyperactivity disorder because he, he's he has a hard time on just focusing on stuff okay. and ultimately just does things. So he has he has ADD but not ADHD. <laughs> yeah. Uh Piglet mm-hmm. uh, is it's generally accepted that the uh, Piglet suffers from generalized anxiety disorder. Oh dear. Oh dear. Because he's dear, dear. always oh, just dear. worried about it. He's got no <laughs> self-esteem and he's yeah. got a stuttering problem likely yeah. developed from the set injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Owl they, they usually uh, they refer to him having dyslexia and short-term memory loss. Dyslexia, he does. Yep, that makes perfect read. sense. <laughs> he has all those books in his house, though. That's so weird. Which is weird. That's how he's hiding it, TC. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, W-I-L, owl. owl. Yes, yes, uh, that is that is how you spell my name. <laughs> so what was it, uh, dyslexia and what? Dyslexia and short-term memory loss. Okay. I want to um, see, someone needs to cut a trailer for Memento with owl. Oh, man. That'd be fantastic. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Tigger uh, suffers from... Tigger suffers from attention and attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Yeah, he's definitely Because he's just all over the place. (laughs) Uh, I'm Tigger. Nice to meet you. (laughs) Uh, Kanga suffers from social anxiety disorder, um, Mm. mostly because... This is probably the weakest of all of them, uh, but uh, mostly because she's overprotective of the son. um, She doesn't want him to make his own decisions, and also doesn't seem to get out much kind of seems to be very quiet into herself okay that's, uh, so like that's i said that one's weak. the that's yeah that's weak. the weakest of all of them mm-hmm. uh rue uh this maybe it's kanga and rue might be the two that suffer the most uh rue they say suffers from autism oh because he lacks awareness of danger and has a strange attachment to sitting in his mother's pouch mm-hmm. uh so does he just hasn't he just doesn't want to get out basically so again kanga and rue are probably the weakest of them but then Rabbit suffers from obsessive compulsive disorder, so OCD. Sure. <laughs> yeah, very. Uh, and then Eeyore obviously is depressed. He Super suffers from depressed. depression. Yeah. Yep. But then, then the last one being that Christopher Robin suffers from schizophrenia oh, because okay. he believes that all the characters um, are manifested depending upon his mood. Okay. Well, you because know what? Because it's all someone, in his mind. So. If someone wanted to create an adult version of this movie where an adult is fantasizing all, about all these characters coming to life, I would give Christopher Robin schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. But he's just a kid. He's, he's got, just a kid. What, is he 11 at the oldest? At the oldest, maybe? Yeah, yeah. see, I guess I always took, it took him just a little younger, but he does speak very well for, he, he, he can't be too young because he speaks very well. Yeah, it, um, maybe, maybe at the very end he's 11 because in British schooling, you head off to academy at the age of 11. Right. So maybe nine, nine or 10 throughout and just about to turn 11 at the end of the summer. Now there is you making a comment about like making a movie of this. Now there is there is supposedly been for a while a live action film in the works mm, for Winnie Di- the Pooh from Disney. From Disney, 
Huh, okay. um, but it, and it's in what I, I read. I read the synopsis and I'm like, okay, they're going the Hook route, the movie Hook, oh, because okay. it's supposed to be a grown-up Christopher Robin that comes back to the Hundred Acre Woods. <laughs> See, now he has schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. He would have to, right? Like, like, like that's how you would explain this. Or no, what they would do is they would explain that. He thought it was always in his imagination, but in reality, it was a real place uh, that he, that he actually—that's probably that's that's my guess again. Okay. Much like Hook, where he just he like he grew up and he kind of went, oh no, those are just stories that never actually happened, mm-hmm. and just in his head made Neverland a place that didn't actually exist, but then realized, mm-hmm. oh no, it does exist. I- I would accept, you know how, you and the listeners know how I feel about these live action remakes. Yes. <laughs> but I would accept this if when he goes into the Hundred Acre Woods, he becomes animated. Ooh, that'd be good. That you go the Mary Poppins through the chalk drawing, that you, you do Roger Rabbit into Toontown, uh, even Cool World if you want to reference the Bakshi movie. But that <laughs> that it's going into, or Enchanted, Reverse Enchanted, that he, because yep. I don't want to see Baloo the bear as a real bear. I don't want to see right. Winnie the Pooh as a real bear either. Right. Well, see, and then the, the real question then would be, because obviously in the animated version, as we previously discussed, like Pooh is still a, he's still a, an animal. He's still a stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. That he's not an actual bear. He eats, yes, but that he is still <laughs> has the physics of a bear. So then the real question would be that if they did keep it live, like quote unquote live action, right. would the characters just be CG representations of the cartoon? Like, would it be Ted? Oh yeah, okay. Where it's like well, that's still a stuffed oh animal. Oh, it's it's a, it's a CG version of a stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. Like, do they keep that? Is that the direction they go with all these characters? Mm. Because I agree, I don't want to see a Jungle Book like no, no, version no. of Winnie the Pooh. I don't want to see an actual orange bear walking around, <laughs> you know, or like actual kangaroos or rabbits up in their high. I don't want to see the realistic grittiness. I want. I don't want to see the Tim Burton. Winnie the Pooh is what I'm at. Yeah, what I'm like how he did with Alice in Wonderland. I, yeah. Yes. Oh man, that's well to to bring this back around to the theory. I I do think that if he went into this and oh man, however however they choose to represent a live action version of this will will either reinforce or negate this theory that Robin that Christopher Robin <laughs> is schizophrenic. <laughs> yes. I I much I'm from the school of thought that he's just a child with a wild imagination. I had imaginary yeah. friends. I played with my I had plenty of toys that I thought came to life when I wasn't around and went into my, fi- I mean, God, I was a ch- we were children, right? Yeah. That's, and that's just, that's just what you, that's what happens. That's yeah. every, I feel like every kid should do that or does do that at some point in their life. I mean, it, it's, it's a thing. It's you mm-hmm. play by yourself and the people who think that's weird are, well, you're weird. So yeah. and, and a, a Milne, Milne, damn it, <laughs> was inspired by his, his son, Christopher Robin and his adventures with his dolls. And, and uh, you know, oh, what are you, what are you doing with there? Oh, I'm playing with Pooh Band. We're going on an adventure because he's gonna get honey. I'm gonna write this down. This is brilliant. Keep this going. Is brilliant. Keep going. Keep going, son. I'm gonna make a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, good. Keep doing that, son. And apparently, he speaks with a British accent to his son with American evil accent when he's talking to himself because <laughs> he's evil. He's snivy with flash. Mm-hmm. So, TC, were there any comments and things that people may have tweeted us or commented to us on yes. the Facebooks and the Twitters? Uh, so we did get a couple comments on the thread about uh, this movie just being charming, this movie being yep. downright charming. And you are absolutely right. I believe that was, oh, man, I, 
I always do this. I forget to write down who said what. <laughs> uh, Wyatt said it was charming. Thank you, Wyatt. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Zach Edwards, which Zach, uh, I believe Zach's new. Or, yeah, right? I, I okay. don't recognize the name. Yeah. Thank you for listening, Zach. Yeah, thank you for listening. I, 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 I know we, we started doing that at the beginning of the series when we first started. We started saying thanks to the new people who came out. But there's recently been like a, 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 a bit of an influx of new people, and I apologize if we miss if we miss saying thanks for, for liking the Facebook page but, or, and commenting, but we definitely appreciate all yeah, of thanks, them. thanks, guys. Uh, um, uh, what Zach what had is... made the comment that this is definitely one of my favorite Disney films, largely because of the iconic characters, mm-hmm. and Eeyore is my spirit animal. <laughs> there you go, man. Damn straight, buddy. Of your own, from your own heart. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I got a I got a couple comments here. Actually, I got I got five this week, which is oh, pretty crazy. Of all the movies, goodness. this was the movie that instigated the most conversation. So, uh, this this will. Uh, I'm just gonna start with the first one I picked up. Are these shorts? Oh, sorry, let me read this. It have there been any features that would have been better served as shorts, or are there any shorts that would be better served as long? Now we've we've we have answered this before in that Ichabod and Mr. Toad, Bongo the Bear, and Jack and the Bean or Mickey and the Beanstalk, all three of those would have made wonderful feature length films. Yes, yes, definitely. But have definitely. there, Jeff, have there been any features that you think would have been better off as shorts? <laughs> and this was from uh, Past the Rum Springer. <laughs> I love these. I love these handles. They're fantastic. So thank um, thank you, Rum. You know, uh, it's it's hard to say because because I'm, I'm assuming if we would do the shorts like we're talking what like 15 minutes long, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe 15, at, maybe 20 at most. At most. Okay, mm-hmm. so it'd be hard because they're like it, I I would be a little mm, biased just depending upon my own caring of the movies because in my head I'd be like you know what the ones I don't like very much if maybe if they were shorter and just more concise and to the point maybe they would have been better in my in my book. <laughs> Jeff, um, you do do fan edits. There could be there could be a future in fan editing Disney animated films for you. <laughs> you know, that's not that bad of an idea. Am I going to edit the Jungle Book? <laughs> oh, how dare you, sir? How dare you? I know. I got I got weird looks the other day when somebody brought that up, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I really don't like that movie. And they're just like, what? To each, to each their own. Who to each their own. What well, are so, you? Would that be would that be the only one then? Would a Jungle Book serve better as a short? I I think Aristocats. I think Aristocats too. That was my other one that I was thinking of. That I think both of those would have would have worked well. Robin Hood, y- you might have been able to cut a little bit out of it, but I don't think you could cut it down to like a fifteen minute short. You would lose so much of the point of that movie. Yeah, yeah. But I think Jungle Book and the Aristocats, you could easily you could easily cut both of those down to. 20 minutes and still have an enjoyable story, still get the point across mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. plot across and, uh, and still walk away with, you know, yeah. Something that you could watch more or tolerate more. I, I agree. So there you go. Uh, past the rum. Great question. <laughs> Great question. Uh, here, here's another from one of our regulars. Dig, dig, dig. Hi ho asks. Yes. Well, he, he tweets. Oh, and you can tweet at me at TC's big head, which seems everyone seems to default to, but you can tweet Nobody at Jeff. Nobody likes me. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> uh, but he, his tweet's great. Enough with the Wizards duel. Who would win in a fight? Christopher Robin, Calvin, or Charlie Brown? <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, this is okay. Now, if I may do a little self promotion here, I have done a piece of artwork that I uh, offered as a t shirt at one point, which was Calvin and Hobbes. Christopher Robin and Winnie the Pooh and Charlie Brown and Snoopy together in a lineup, okay. um, usual suspect style, and <laughs> in a, in a sweet way. They weren't fighting each other. Yeah. But there's some there's some really neat deviant arts fan art uh, 
art out there of a realistic tiger versus a realistic bear in a red shirt with Christopher Robin and, and Calvin in a cage. Like, yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that is a very tough question. I think Calvin would probably be the winner because Calvin seems to be the one that's more... He's edgy. He's edgy. He he definitely is edgy. That's 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 the correct term to mm. use for that. Uh, whereas, I, I, as much as as much as Charlie Brown is me at heart, yeah. um, that 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 character is just me. Uh, <laughs> he's Aww. he definitely. I know, right? <laughs> I feel sad about it too. Um, but he he's still he you know, he'd get his butt kicked so quickly. <laughs> I mean, if 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 um, if oh my goodness, why am I spacing on her name? Uh, uh, from Susie Durkins. Uh, is it no, I'm sorry, Lucy. Uh, Lucy, Lucy Van thank Bell. you. Yeah. Like if Lucy, Lucy can fool him repeatedly. <laughs> no, there's no way he's gonna survive <laughs> against anybody else. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I well, would have to say that. What about you? What do you? Who do you? I think? I think Calvin. If it was just the three of them, but if they got to bring their 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 cohorts in with their cohorts abilities. Okay. Rab, Christopher Robin has the numbers. Right, because you got he's got way more animal friends. True, but Charlie Brown has a World War One flying ace. Ooh, <laughs> so that's where he would get his. That's where his strength would come that, from. Would that's be from his Snoopy. edge right there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So that's a good I, concept. I've decided that this is an unlockable mini game in our Street Fighter game. <laughs> It's just it's it's primarily it is primarily like Disney characters fighting each other. It's just the wizards duel. Just but, the wizards duel, but, but there is an unlockable side. Yeah. Oh man, where it's the, where it's the kids of popular animated uh, series <laughs> <laughs> or cartoon because Cal- obviously Calvin and Hobbes is not animated. Right. Hmm. So there you go. I That's like that. <laughs> it's an unlockable. <laughs> That's a fan. This game is going to make us millions, millions, DC. Millions. We just need to figure out how to program and design games. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a here's another. Uh, this is a comment on Facebook. Um, I, have you ever wanted to eat honey so badly in your life after watching this movie, <laughs> guys? I'm gonna let you in a little secret. 20 minutes in this movie, I went to my cupboard and ate some honey. I'm not even joking because I'm sitting there watching him eat that and I'm like, I really need to eat some honey right now. And I did. I walked over to the cupboard. I grabbed my little bear-shaped honey container, (laughs) squirted a bunch of it onto a spoon and just ate it raw just like that. It it looks so appetizing the way that these characters eat it. I know. I don't care if it's like all over their hands and their face Mm. and it looks like it's like, I don't even, like it almost has the consistency of like cartoon cheese is kind of what I think of it. Like sticky cheese. Like nacho but, cheese, oh, yeah. Yes. But it still just was so, oh man, it made me so hungry. <laughs> and I had already eaten dinner when I watched this movie and I'm like, nope, I want honey now. And I went and ate honey. <laughs> uh, I I didn't, but I want to. <laughs> oh man. Right, and I do, have, I do have one final question here. Uh, this is a good one. What the hell is a poo? <laughs> you know, that is a good question. Follow-up question, why is he living in a house with the name Mr. Sanders? Mr. Sanders. So that I don't have an answer to. I don't know why Christopher Robin imagined these. Why is Piglet living in a stump that says no trespassing? Or trespassers will be something, right? Right. (laughs) But the question of Winnie the Pooh struck me while I was watching it as well. Why is he named that? And no one calls him Winnie, right? Everyone calls him Pooh Bear or Pooh. What the heck is a Pooh Bear? Well, did you find it? Did you find an answer? I got an answer here, and this is pretty damn cool. 
It goes back to World War One. Oh. Okay, pre-World War One, There was a veterinarian who had been drafted into the Canadian Army to fight in World War One. And while he was at the train station waiting to board his train to be shipped off to, to the Army, he came across a gentleman who had a baby bear cub just right there at the train station. And this hunter had killed a, a, a mother bear and then found this cub, and he couldn't leave the cub. So the guy brought the cub with him, and okay. he was heading back to home with this little baby cub. He's at a train station, right? Mm-hmm. And the veterinarian saw this guy with his bear and said, you know, what's the deal? And he explained it. And the, the, uh, the hunter said, well, he's for sale if you want it. And right there on the spot, on the train tracks, with his uniform heading off to, to basic training and or heading off to the army, he bought that bear cub for twenty dollars. <laughs> Which seems like a good deal. Who buys yeah. a bear for twenty bucks? In reality it'd be about five hundred dollars with inflation. <laughs> Anyhow. Still <laughs> story doesn't stop here. So he brings this bear cub with him to his regiment and instead of being like, Hey, get the hell out of here with this bear, stupid, everyone loved the bear. And uh, uh, Henry Henry Colburn, who was the the soldier here, the veterinarian mm-hmm. soldier, named the bear after his hometown of Winnipeg, Winnipeg the Bear. Okay, oh, okay. doesn't stop here. Okay, he took the bear with him to Europe, <laughs> overseas to not 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 to the war itself, but to their to the Canadian base overseas. When the platoon, when the regiment got called to the front lines, that's when they finally realized their mascot could not come with them. And Winnipeg, or for short, Winnie the Bear, had to stay behind. So they donated Winnie the Bear to the London Zoo. And visiting the London Zoo one day came an author with his son, Christopher Robin Milne, fell in love with Winnie the Bear. And... So much so, and A.A. Mine had, had believe this is crazy, the zoo allowed Christopher Robin to go into the, the cage on regular basis to play with the bear. This just sounds like a law settlement waiting to happen. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so he, he became friends with Winnie, Winnie, the, Winnie the bear, and the, and the reason he became attached to Winnie the bear is because he had just gotten a bear doll and was looking for a name for his little bear, and he named his bear, Winnie, Winnie the bear. And that is why Winnie the Pooh's name is Winnie. But TC, you're asking me, <laughs> where'd the poo come from? TC, where'd the poo come from? And and this is, this is another very, very tip of the hat, very clever tip of the hat to the writers of this, of this film. In chapter one of the very first Winnie the Pooh book, it is explained he's named Pooh because whenever flies land on it, on his nose, he can't reach his nose with his hands, so he has to blow them off his nose with a poo, 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 thus making him Winnie the Pooh. That is a fantastic backstory to the character. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is insane. I love it. <laughs> there you go. That that is how Winnie the Pooh came to be named as such. Because <laughs> it's such a weird name, you know, like Winnie the Pooh. What? What? But I. What? Why? Why is it Pooh? It makes no sense. <laughs> now you know. But now I know, and now it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Thank you, TC. You're welcome. Thank you for dropping well, that massive piece of knowledge on us. Little little history lesson for everybody there. So I like those. 
We need more of those. Unfortunately, we do not have a lot of those. <laughs> yep. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have anything else left today. No, we are done with this. So now next week, we will be back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're back in our normal schedules here. We're, we're, we're doing stuff. Things are happening. We're staying um, in the same year, Jeff. I know. It's going to be weird. Like, so much time has not passed by between these movies. Uh, but next next week, we'll be watching the nineteen, the June 1977 film, <laughs> The Rescuers. Not yeah. The Rescuers Down Under, which I was, I was all that I was ever aware of growing up as a child. I didn't know there was another one in this have, franchise. <laughs> when, when did you become aware of The Rescuers, and, and have you seen it? Um, I was, uh, sometime probably mid to late nineties. Okay. And have you seen it? No. Okay. I, I, again, again, and I'm going into a lot of these. I know for a fact, I've not seen black cauldron. I know that for Mm -hmm, a fact. mm -hmm. Um, but like, I, I cannot, I could not tell you anything that happens in the rescuers. I cannot, I, though I have seen it, I do not, I can hardly remember anything about it. So I'm (sighs) excited to rewatch it. However, I won't completely say I have never seen it because there's a good chance that there'll be something in it. I'll You'll go like, oh yeah, oh, yeah I know that. <laughs> like the something. thing that gave me nightmares. Yeah, like I'm waiting for that day to happen. Uh, <laughs> but no, I have, I have not seen it to my best my best knowledge, and I'm I'm okay. very excited to see it. I'm very excited to to see what this movie uh, what this movie's gonna be. Um, just because based upon the the, the premise of it, mm-hmm. it, it was, as we've already mentioned, it sounds like it definitely is a slight shift in tone yeah, yeah. Um, considering it's called a comedy a drama adventure film <laughs> uh, that kind of makes me intrigued a, a bit as well so I'm, I'm very excited to see it and I can't wait to watch it and talk to you about it yeah, for, for those of you who may not have access to it so you can join us I, I am excited to talk about this as well with you Jeff and if you can if people listening can get a hold of it give it a watch this is The Rescuers 1977 yep. I am not aware that it's streaming anywhere so this might be a hard one to try to find I was going to say I believe you can. I know you can get it on. Uh, you can watch it on Amazon Video right now. It is Excellent. on Amazon Video for, okay, for four dollars to watch the HD version of it. So <laughs> there you guys go. Find just you know if you can't get it anywhere else, watch it there. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, so you can reach us on Facebook.com/slash/TopShelfPod. You can uh, find. My, myself on Twitter and Instagram at TC's Big Head. You can find Jeff on Twitter and Instagram at Random Bell. Yes. If you are listening to this on ghosthat.net, check out the other content we have here or just uh, browse around Facebook um, and find us and check out our other content as well. We have other shows and other podcasts and other other movies and whatnot out there for you to, for you to all enjoy. Yes, plenty but, of plenty of movie talk. It's yes. not just one types of movies. We do we do a lot of talks about movies. I, I did have someone comment to me recently, like you do a exclusively Disney podcast. And I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't strike me as someone who would like Disney. And I'm like, well, you've clearly not read any of my comic strips because <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 slightly you know leaning towards a yeah. Disney town. Yeah. Disney and Looney Tunes. I love it. All right. <laughs> One of these days, we'll do a podcast that has nothing to do about movies. Hmm. I doubt it. I so, doubt it. So, thank you, everybody. So for- <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. Get us out of here. Well, everybody, thanks for joining, and thanks you, TC, for joining me and talking movies, and I hope you guys come back next week, and TC, you do the sign-off so well, so mm-hmm. do the sign-off. <laughs> here we go, everyone. This is... A sign-off. Uh, I'm going to oh, work on it. Oh, so, oh, so close, it. TC. Luckily, so, the music's oh. playing right here. It's, yeah, it's, and it's... we're probably faded us out at this point anyway, so <laughs> Bye, it's everybody. Okay. See you next Bye. week. <laughs>
<laughs> I like the ending.